for this place to meet. Thank you for this, these people that you've gathered together and that you've called your own and that, and that you've connected us together. And you have a purpose for all of that. I pray, God, that you would just help us to get a, a clearer picture of what that is. Pray that you would, that you would help us to know today clearly that you've invited each of us to follow you. And that you would just, um, just bring us to the place where, where, we, where we have a better understanding of what our next step should be. And we pray that you would do that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So today is going to be a little different. Every time we come to Remembrance Community Church, it's probably a little different, um, if you've noticed that. But today is going to be a little bit different in this, that we're starting a new series called Becoming. And so the idea is we've been teaching through what we're calling Kingdom People for the years of teaching kind of a theme for the year, and kingdom people are people who have recognized that we have a king, his name is Jesus, and we're his people, we're kingdom people, right, part of his kingdom, and we kind of just walk through some elements of that, we're going to continue, and the idea of this series is that, that, that once you become his, he literally invites us into a process of becoming more like him, becoming, right, and so we're going to be in Matthew chapter 4 today. And we're also going to be walking through, as, as, as we've been talking about, a series for the first time as a, as a church, a season, called Lent. It's something that, uh, that, that, that Christians have been doing way before Roman Catholics started doing it, but, but uh, it, it, it's a long-standing Christian tradition, and, and we're excited about doing that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to kick off this series for a little bit, and then Brittany's going to come up, and she's going to spend some more time talking about what Lent is. And why we're participating in it, and how you can participate in it. So that's how it's going to go down. So Matthew chapter 4, and the big idea this morning is this. That kingdom people are those who have left their old lives to follow Jesus. Think about that. Kingdom people are those who have left their old lives in order to follow this, this, this Jesus. And so today we're going to go back to a moment in history when the first New Testament, the first recorded New Testament people that decided to do that. They decided to leave everything and to follow Jesus. In, in essence, the first New Testament kingdom people, we're going to look at that story. It's in all four of the Gospels. It's in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We're going to look at Matthew today. And interestingly enough, this is the most simple version of it. This is the most just, just, just... Just not as much detail, it's just the most raw, simple version of it. So Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 through 22, says this. It says, While walking by the Sea of Galilee, Jesus saw two brothers, Simon, who's called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him, and going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, and they were mending their nets. And he called them. Immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. Now, you see this simple story, you hear this simple story, what stands out to you in this simple story this morning? Little group participation time. Yeah, Julie. In both cases, it's that they immediately. Yeah. Whatever they were doing. 
they, it's, a, it's a, immediately, they left whatever they were doing, and they, to follow this Jesus, immediately, very good. What else do you guys see? You know, says they left, just a fact, yeah, can you imagine, I mean, I mean, just imagine you're at your house, it's like, maybe it's like your day off, or Saturday, or really, like, then they're just finishing their work day. So let's say you're like, you just got done with like your honey-do list or, or whatever it is, right? Or you just got home from work. You're just getting out of your car. You just got home from work. And this guy walks down your street. He's like, hey, follow me. I'll make you become uh, a worker of men or whatever, you know? And, and then you just go, okay. And you do it. That's what it seems like, right? Like the fact that they follow him, why, right? So many in the New Testament don't. Right? People encounter Jesus, and they don't follow him. These ones do. Me? What else do you guys see in there? They left everything. Family, boats, their way of life. Just everything. And they didn't question it. They didn't say, well, where, where are we going? What, how am I going to eat? They didn't do any of that. Yeah, or if they did, it's not recorded, and maybe it goes on their head. We don't know, but it just seems like, not from this story, yeah, they're like, like, they just do it. They had nothing to leave. They had nothing, they had nothing going on, right? Awesome. I think it's kind of a weird request by Jesus. Like, if you were a fisherman and you caught fish, it's kind of weird to be like, come be a fisher of men. Yeah. That's a, a weird request. Yeah. Like, what? Does that go on your business card? <laughs> what are you? I'm a fisher of men. Right? Yeah. It is weird, right? And it's not a request, it doesn't seem. It's a command. He doesn't go, hey, would you like to follow me? Not a question mark at the end of it. He goes, hey, follow me. training that we know about. 
right? They didn't go and follow a rabbi. They didn't continue on and get a seminary degree. They didn't, they didn't, go, they didn't have any training. They're just fishermen. Do you ever feel like when it, when it comes to like being involved with God's kingdom, like you're not good enough? You ever feel like, man, you know, like, wow, not me. I got nothing to offer, right? I'm, 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 I'm not the right guy. Everybody who's invited to be a kingdom perfect is, is the right guy. He has a right, you're the right guy for what he's calling you to do. No one else is the right guy. In 1 Corinthians it says that we all have a gift, and if anybody doesn't use it, everyone suffers. That means that he has a plan for you, and you're supposed to do it, and there's nobody else that can replace you. Because that's the way God wanted it to be. That everybody matters, that everyone has a part to play. And so they have no formal training, and they didn't have a lot of spare time. They didn't have a lot of spare time. In other words, we're saying like this. Everybody... Everybody, everybody, or it was like this. Excuses, you've heard this probably before. Excuses are like armpits. Everyone has two of them, and they all stink. Right? And so that's what he's saying. Like, no excuses. You're not good enough? Not an excuse. You're busy? Good. I wanted a busy person who, who works hard, right? And, and, and isn't just... Is is but 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 it, but it requires like these guys aren't the best choice. This is not even easy for these. When we hear that they left to follow, they didn't let leave nothing. They made a really big choice. Now, the next thing in your notes is this: the call to follow Jesus. What's the call to follow Jesus? It's simple. He goes, "Follow me, and I'll make you be, become fishers of men." That's how it says it in Mark's gospel, Mark chapter one. He goes. Follow me and I'll make you become fishers of men. Becoming means that you're not ready now. You need to become, that means you're not, you're not already done. That means, it means that there's going to be a process. He's saying, follow me and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll prepare you along the way. Follow me and I'll, begin to ch- I'll make you into what, what I have for you to do. I'll make you ready. Right? Follow me and I'll make you become. But the process... And what do they do? How do they respond? They go with Jesus. That's what they respond. They just go, right? He says, follow me, and they, and they go. They go with Jesus. Now, why? That's the question like, that, that, that's wild about the story. Why would they do that? What would you tell somebody to just follow this guy who says, come, follow me? No, like, what do you believe? None of those things. Just, why? If you were to... Talk to them afterwards and go, hey, walk me through your decision-making process. What were you thinking? Right? Here's what they were thinking. They saw something in this Jesus that was so compelling that it was worth following him, though it would cost them everything, and though they really didn't have a clear picture of what it would look like. They didn't know what they were walking into, but they knew who they were following. And that is what they were compelled by. And the interesting thing is when we look at this story, it almost seems like this, and it's misleading a little bit. It almost seems like this. Like here's, here's Peter, and he's fishing with his brother, and they're just going out, and then some dude just walks by random, right? And just walks by, and he's like, hey, follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. And they just like, 
start falling behind it, right? It's almost what it looks like in the story. But reality, we know we have four other accounts, like in John's account. We know that this is not the first time they saw Jesus. You guys probably heard of the story when Jesus turns water into wine at Cana. That happened before this in John's Gospel. That means that they had already participated in some ministry with Jesus. Scholars would believe that two and a half to three months is a good estimate, but some up to a year might have gone by that they were investigating this Jesus, seeing this Jesus, getting to know this Jesus before this moment. They knew who they were following. They had enough of a picture of Jesus, and it wasn't just an emotional whim, you know, like they're having a bad, because they did have a bad fishing day. The interesting is, in Luke's account, Luke 5, it, it, it gives you more details. It says that they had been fishing all night, and then they had caught no fish. You ever been frustrated? You ever, like, feel like a failure? Like you just wasted a whole night, right? Just had, you're at a bad day at work. And just finished the worst day at work. It's the morning. They're cleaning their stuff, right? Which is the worst part. i got to clean up, and then I'm going to go home. I just want to get done with this cleanup part, and I'm, they're probably in a bad mood, right? They're a bad fishing day. So gonna, I just want to clean up, and then I'm going to go home. I just want to do the responsible thing, and then go home. And then Jesus walks up. And it says that this huge crowd is now coming around, and he's teaching, and all, so many people in Luke 5 are coming around, and he sees two boats. One of them Peter owns. He goes, hey, Peter, can I get your boat? What if you had a Harley-Davidson? And someone's like, hey, can I sit on your Harley? Mind if I fire that up and drive it on the block a few times? No way! It's his boat, his fishing boat. He, he lets him get in his fishing boat. He pushes him out a little bit. It doesn't even tell you what he says. Now, he has a whole sermon, doesn't even tell you. Then he comes back, and he goes, Hey, Peter, I want you to get in the boat now, and go out to the deep, and put your net that you just washed to go home, put it in, get it all stank again, and then and see what happens. And Peter's like... I've just been fishing all night. And like, I know you're a good carpenter and all that, and you're a good dude, but I'm a fisherman. They're not catching. Let it go, right? He doesn't do that. He goes, because it's you, we'll go do it. He, he, he puts his fish down, his net down, catches so many fish, it says, puts it in the boat, that the boat starts to sink. He does what all of us would do. He goes like this, ah! And then everyone comes and helps him. And he's, he's in awe of who this Jesus is. Who is this? And then Jesus goes like this. Follow me. And I'll make you become a fisher of men. And they're like, there's no way I'm saying no to that. I don't know what it looks like. But I can stay here and keep fishing. Or I can follow this Jesus wherever he's leading. I'm going. <laughs> they just go. They follow who Jesus is. And they partner with Jesus. The invite is to follow me and partner with me, become fishers of men, partner with me in ministry. You can't follow Jesus and not have a role to play in his ministry and in his mission. You cannot follow Jesus. You say, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a follower of Jesus. Well, what's your role? He always has a role for you. And they follow him and they say, whatever role you have for me, I'll do that, right? I don't know what it is. It's a fisher of man. I don't really, I don't, I don't have a clear picture of what that is. I, I can't Google it or YouTube it. No one else has ever been that before, right? So we're going to be like pioneers in this fishers of men thing. 
But I want to be that because I want to be with this Jesus. That's the invite. And then the cost of following Jesus. Think about this. It's very simple. And it's very relevant to us. The cost of following Jesus is what? They cleared their schedule. They had to clear their schedule. They had a ton of excuses. Like Peter could have been like, because Peter had a wife and a mother-in-law. Some people think he had kids. Some people think that when Jesus was doing that ministry, and he says, let the little children come from me, that was at Peter's house. I don't know if that's true. It's interesting. But he, he had at least a wife and a mother-in-law. He had a family, right? So you can just imagine Peter like, I don't know. Jesus, hold on. Like, what days of the week is this ministry going to take place? Because on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we have soccer. And then on Fridays, we have this other thing. And then on the, week, on the weekend, every other weekend, you know, it's kind of, I'm tied up. No, he had to clear it to follow Jesus. They had plans made. And they had to clear it. Follow Jesus, and they did. And then they left everything behind, it says. They left everything. They left their comfort. They left everything that they knew how to do. They, Peter was a good fisherman, it seems. Right? You ever, you ever leave something that you're good at to go do something that you're not sure you're going to be good at? Like for men, that's, that's not easy. I don't like doing things that I, I'm not sure I'm going to be good at, but they just follow this Jesus. And the practical application, let's jump ahead at, at Hebrews chapter 12. I'm going to close this out here with some practical application. So this is the first followers of Jesus. He goes, follow me. They were so enamored with this Jesus, and they were compelled to just leave everything and follow him. And then what happens is more and more people start following Jesus, right? Jesus has two and a half to three and a half years of ministry. At the end of that, when he, before he ascends in, to heaven, in, in, in Matthew's gospel, he goes, now you guys, I want you to go make disciples. So you're going you're gonna, to, this, this idea of, of becoming fisher of men, he clears it up. He goes, what it means is you're going you're gonna to disciple. You're going to be a disciple maker. You're going to go make disciples and teach them to follow me, just like you guys did. And then they're going to make disciples who are making disciples who are making disciples who are making disciples who are making disciples. And guess what those people do? You got it. They make disciples. And, and all the way to today. All the way to today. So in Hebrews... 12, this is writing to people when that process is like just beginning. Lots of people are making disciples and making disciples and making disciples. And he goes, this is what the invite looks now. That invite that you saw to fishermen specifically, this is what it looks like in general to all of us. In Hebrews chapter 12. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. So Hebrews 11, this is the therefore. He's talking about people who live by faith. Now, faith in the Bible is more than just what you believe. It's not just a, a list of doctrines that you believe. That's important. But faith is actually what you believe, when, when, what you believe changes how you live. It's how you live in response to what you believe is having faith. And it's saying all of these people in Hebrews 11, though the stories are wild, you look through there and you go back like, wow, all these people were unlike the candidates. Just like these fishermen. God has got roles. And, and it says all these people left everything to follow this God all throughout history. And he goes, that's what he's saying. Therefore, since we have this great cloud of witnesses who have left everything to follow this God. And then it says, it says, therefore, let us also, let us also, 
You guys like lettuce? It's a lettuce also. And that's the worst joke I've ever said. <laughs> 11 o'clock? You're welcome. Lettuce. Also, I'm turning red. That's how bad that is. step at a time. What is your next 